This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us is Joe from Turfcast. Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. Yourself? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. How's your season going so far? What do you think? Well, two games in, isn't it? So far, so good. Absolutely bossed Huddersfield. And I left Huddersfield thinking, we're going to piss this league. This is going to be so easy. (laughs) Turns out out Huddersfield are actually quite crap. Because I I left that thinking, these were last season's playoff finalists. Mm. All right, they've lost the manager, they've lost a couple of players. But, you know, they they were there or thereabouts because it's it's a team game. Turns out, obviously, they got beat down at St. Andrews against Birmingham. I think are going to be down there battling relegation. But I think ultimately they'll be okay. So I think that tells me that Huddersfield are pretty poor. And we got a little bit carried away. But, of course, we played... Them at Turf Moor, as I've learned not to say the team name. We've just played. <laughs> Thank you. Game. Well done. Good, Good job. And first off, they bullied us, but they didn't. You know, I, I don't mean that in a negative term. They were just so much better than us. Pump balls into the box, pump crosses in. You know, we've got an inexperienced defence, and they were just getting a lot of joy. You know, that's how they got the goal. Pump the ball in, bit of a pinball in the area. Bang, one nil. Five minutes in, I was like, here we go. What is this? And they should have gone two nil up. Second half, we were much better. Company changed things. You know, it's refreshing. This is no shade on Dyche. He's an absolute legend and always will be. But one thing he didn't do, Dyche, is make changes that affected the game. Uh, and company did. He brought on a young Brazilian lad. Sorry, it's not the Brazilian lad, was it? It was Benson. Um, I don't know where he's from off the top of my head right now, uh, Benson. We've signed so many players. But anyway, he come on, changed the game. And we're just much more progressive, much more coherent than we were in the first half. So for three halves out of four that we've played so far this season, we have been by far and away the better side against 
two of last season's top six. So, you know, it's it's a good start. And I do still think there's more to come from Burnley. I think we've got a few more gears to come and I think we've got a few more players to come in as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with it so far. So, I mean, in terms of what, what kind of a shape, formation or system is the company using now that he's gone in? Because, of course, a lot of people aren't going to be familiar with the, with the you know, the new Burnley post dodge. Yeah. It's like it's like a four, two, 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 four, three, three. It's a bit more it's weird because with Dash it was just literally four four two, whatever, behind the ball, defend, you know, that sort of thing. But companies yeah. it loves possession. It, it's possession based football that press, they will press your defence. Um but I think we're susceptible to be impressed as well. As I mentioned, we've got a bit of an inexperienced back line. But it, from the game so far, it's like a four-two-two-two slash four-three-three, mainly four-three-three, where we pack the midfield out. There's three central midfielders, sort of like it there. You'll have Cork, Cullen, who we've just brought in from Anderlecht, and Brownhill. Brownhill in a bit more of an advanced role, and we've recently been playing Bastien in there as well. He's one of the new signings uh, with Ashley Barnes up top and and Costello as well, who's a young lad. Um, so it does tend to be that midfield is, is flooded quite a lot. But it, it, again, it's 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 unusual because it's quite it's quite a fluid formation, as I say. So you'll see Cullen, who is one of the central midfielders, just dropping back into centre defence when we don't have the ball and things like that. And it's it's quite interesting for us to see as Burnley fans because we've just been used to a rigid four four two. And again, it's no shade; it worked for so long. So why change mm-hmm. it? But yeah, it's it's unusual to see. And I think one of the main things that we do at the minute is Ben Mee would get the ball back in the day and just lump it up front or get it out into the midfield. Whereas this defence will play around with the ball, especially the goalkeeper and the two central defenders, inviting you onto us to try and obviously get in behind the lines. That's going to take some getting used to. And there's been a few heart attack moments, but ultimately <laughs> there's been nothing wrong with it. You know, especially the, especially the new goalkeeper, as young we brought in from City, it's called Murich, uh, is the Kosovan goalkeeper, I think. He's very good with the ball at his feet and he passes it out into the centre-back, but we're just not used to it. So you, I can hear Burnley fans around me going, bloody hell, get rid of it. But because he's, <laughs> because he's passed it out, he's created that space now and then Burnley are attacking. Whereas back in the day, Paul Peter just kicked it out or Ben Mead just lumped it up to J-Rod or, or Chris Wood. So... Very different from the burner that you're used to mm. is pretty much the takeaway from that. Going on to that, last time we spoke, we were both Premier League sides. And I think me mm. and Justin made you feel rather good about yourselves at the end of, uh, of our chat. And you came away feeling quite confident about going into the game. What's your confidence like this time round? How are you feeling going into, into the game on Friday? When the first, when this fixtures came out and I saw that we were playing you third after Huddersfield and, and then. I thought that's a tough start. That that is, you've mm. got two of last season's top six, the player finalists, and the team that they beat in the semis, and someone that came down from the Premier League with you. So I remember thinking Watford's going to be the hardest game out of them three, and it's a tough start. But Watford's going to be the hardest game out of them three. I stand by that. I do, do still think it is the, the the toughest game. It's your front three that worries me. Mm. It's your front three that scares me. They're very very good, and I think on the flip side of that, our back line is inexperienced. I've mentioned the goalkeeper. Yes, he's he's all right with the ball at his feet. Is 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 he all right? He's not really. Had, he's not had a shot to save yet, really. I think Luton had two shots on target, you know, and I think one of them he saved it, but it weren't a, a difficult shot. And Huddersfield didn't have a shot on target, so he's not really. Had, he's not really been tested too much in that. But he's confident and stuff. Uh, Taylor Harewood Bellis, he's he's England under twenty one captain, so he's actually a good defender. But we're currently playing Charlie Taylor at the other side of centre back, playing him out of position. He's of course a left back. Mm. Yeah. So I do think we are susceptible at, at the back to, to probably concede a couple of goals. I think that 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 what that's the main thing that worries me with this Watford side is your front three is very good and our back line at the minute is quite a bit inexperienced and you've got a centre back who is actually a left back 
playing out of position at the minute. So uh, along that back line, how are you for pace? Because we are we are very much about or have been in the first two games, kind of about trying to counter attack quickly and have opened yeah. up both West Brom and Sheffield United a couple of times. You got Ian Matson or Markson, however you pronounce it, on the left. He's pretty fast. But in the centre back, I think Taylor Howard Bellis, I've not really we've not really been in a position where we're running with our backs, sorry, running facing our own goal mm-hmm. in a defence. We haven't been in that position so much yet. Charlie Taylor is pretty fast. I've seen that in previous seasons. But I think everybody in there is probably faster than Ben Mee because as much as I love Ben you know, and wish he'd have stayed, he, he was a very, very slow um, defender. So I think this might be our first test, the first time we might actually see how they are running back towards their own goal when they've been opened up a little bit because they didn't really see that. Uddersfield did that. Uddersfield offered nothing. Let's be fair. Uddersfield offered yeah. absolutely nothing against us. Them, a little bit more on, obviously, the, the first game at the turf, the, the weekend just gone. <laughs> A little bit more, but again, the stuff that they the, the stuff that they threatened us with was balls over the you know t- balls lumped towards the centre backs, not getting in behind really, and crosses mm. coming in the box. So it'll be interesting to see how we do react to that. Sports Social now on the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Ashley Blaker, and I'm hosting a new season of the comedy panel show Never Write Off the Germans in partnership with my Diesel Claim. Join me and my esteemed comedy guests as we discuss all that's ridiculous with the greatest show on earth this winter in a host nation with domestic football equivalent to the Isthmian League South. We'll guide you through the tournament covering everything that's funny with the countries taking part. Whether you're a diehard fan or an occasional bandwagon jumper, you're supporting your home nation until they're embarrassingly knocked out by Iran. Listen on the Sports Social Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. But remember, never write off the Germans. And I think that's going to be where the where the game will be interesting on Friday is if you are now looking to kind of retain possession, keep possession, move up the pitch. And as you invariably do, because we're not that great at getting it back, but when we do, if you've left space in behind by having you know, possession and moved up the pitch, that's when it might be very dangerous and when you might see the best yeah. out of those that yeah. front three. And going back to the goalkeeper, though, the reason why companies brought this lad in is because he's good with the ball at his feet and he plays like in that sweeper-keeper role. So I yeah. think company will be hoping that that will combat that. There was a couple, There was actually, now you mention it, there was a, a time when Luton did get in behind, but Muric was just there instantly. And again, all Facebook dads around me, up Brexit dads around me, what's he doing? Get on your line. But he ran all the way up to halfway <laughs> line and booted it out. It was unorthodox because the... the the, the player got there first and he sort of like had to do a star jump sort of thing. It could yeah. have easily got past him. It could have done, but it worked. And I do think, I do think that's what company will be hoping that, that Muric could, can be the sweeper keeper and try and combat your, your counter attacks. Yes. I think, uh, West Brom's keeper came out a little bit too far, uh, yesterday and paid the price. <laughs> yeah. um, I did tweet about that last night saying, stay on your line, Muric, whatever you do. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so as the, uh, I don't, I don't want to describe, um, Burnley's old previous style as, ugly but it, it was never really the most attractive football it was it, it got the job done but it was quite brutal do you do you think yeah. that the style has changed quite a lot then since companies come in it's it's completely different if you could if you could get two styles that were so contrasting that they wouldn't even be recognizable it would be the two styles now you've got a goalkeeper that like i said plays football you've got center backs that play football you've got a team that invites pressure to try and pass it around to try and beat the press to then get in behind the lines you've got a team that wants to keep the ball i think we beat liverpool in like 2017 uh, i think it was with like 19% possession wow. you know, that was what we used to do yeah that's mm. what we used to do we we just used to we wouldn't have the ball a lot we'd let other teams have it and then try and be you know good when we had it whereas this team will 
keep the ball. Instead of getting it out wide and putting a cross in like very quickly, they'll get it out wide. They'll see that the you know the killer ball isn't on. They'll bring it back, go back into the field, maybe go back to defend. You know, it's it's basically Man Vtech Man City. Company has taken what he used to be like at, at Man City, and he wants to recreate that. Whether you can do that in the championship, you know, that's a different debate. But that, that's that's essentially the style that it, it's going to be like a, a Man City ordered it off wish, basically. Was he has he used? I mean, I forgive my ignorance here. Is it has he managed to bring any City youngsters through? Because I think that was always not the worry, but always the kind of thing that people would say that I would. He's going to use Manchester City's sort of youth setup now as you know, as Burnley's first team. Is is, is that happened, or is he pretty much yeah. stuck to his own guns? No, yeah, it's happened. It's a bit of both. The the, the city that, that sorry, the goalkeeper that we've got, he's from City, but we have actually bought him. But they've right. got like a they've got a buyback clause, clause. so it's yeah, it's like yeah. you can have him for a few years basically. Yeah. If he's any good, we'll have him back. Taylor Harewood Bellis, he is Man City centre back. Um, he's on loan. I think they're the only two from City so far. Ian Martson, he is a loanee, but he's from Chelsea. I think that's it. Yeah, because uh, all the other lads have come from from the Belgian league. Yeah, you know, we've yeah, got Cullen yeah. coming it, from Anderlecht. We've got a couple yeah. of lads come from Standard Liège. Um, so yeah, there has been a couple coming from City. There's been rumours of Liam Delap as well, but now apparently he's going to Stoke. So we'll see. The, we might have another central defender in place by the time we play you, but he's a loanee from Liverpool. Um, yeah. So it looks like we are trying to go down this loanee route quite a lot. The loan <laughs> rules are this this season that you can have up to four loans, but they can only you can only bring one in from any one club because what they were like trying to do was stop the Watford Udinese style of thing yeah. where you've got sister clubs who can just kind of you can just get players moving around. So presumably, as you said, with the goalkeeper there, there may be an arrangement to buy him and and then kind of you know buy back again if if they're, if they're successful but uh, it's a yeah. little bit more difficult than just being able to bring people in on loan these days but i'm sure they'll find ways around it if need be but um interesting to see hi this is tommy mooney you're listening to the do not scratch your eyes podcast okay so one of the things we are doing this season is basically getting our our forecast league together uh, what we are doing is basically getting carl and Justin to compete against the opposition uh, and each other, of course, in terms of the forecast league. The good news, I can tell you, Joe, is that they're both completely crap uh, <laughs> at doing this, and and have That's a unusual long, for us. Have yeah. a long and splendid Watford history of crap predictions. So uh, no pressure. <clears throat> uh, so let's start. Let's start with Joe. Joe, how do you see the? Give give us a forecast result for for Friday night. What do you think going to happen? I'm going to go one one. We've spoken. Obviously, we've just done my podcast before this recording and you all spoke at length of how you feel that your midfield can be exposed your midfield is quite leggy so that as as Carlos said earlier given me probably a bit more confidence in the fact that Burnley can probably get a result I think it's going to be interesting there's two new managers coming in still you know new to this level still cutting the teeth so I think there will be mistakes potentially made by managers or, or, or whatever however you want to look at it but I do think I do think we can get a result now because the fact that we flood the midfield with essentially four central midfielders like you two defensive midfielders and your two attacking midfielders mm. tells me that we will get some joy against your mm. midfield because we do tend to play it through the middle now rather than getting it out wide and putting crosses in the box so we could get joy there And but of course you've still got that front three we've still got that inexperienced centre-back not just the centre-backs so the, 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 the entire back line including the goalkeeper so I do yeah. think you will get some joy there so I do think you'll score I think we'll score if we had an out and out striker. You know, we we I think we would be lethal. We would be lethal. But I think there's, I feel like there's a lot of teams missing strikers. You're not one of them. Um, you've got three very good forwards. So I I, I think one one. I'm going one one. 
for, for the result. Super. Justin? I'm going to go for a home win. I'm going to go for 1-0. We don't look as if we're going to be scoring many goals in each game currently. It, it, we seem to be sort of restricting ourselves to one for some reason. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to go for 1-0. I think we might just nick it. Carlos, bearing in mind you cannot now use 1-0 to Watford or one all because you're forced to go with a different score. I know. Look how upset he is. That's <laughs> that's a, that's another long tradition that we're quite keen on oh, carrying on. God's sake. Come on, Carl. Give us the forecast. I'm go- well, I hit, I'll go with two all then. A two all draw. Two all draw. He's still going. Still going. Excellent. Okay, well, we'll put those into the league and we'll see. We're going to start having a table up, I think, after this league, after this uh, this week's result and, uh, and we'll see how well or how badly Justin and Carl are doing against the collective forces of the EFL. Somehow, I suspect the EFL is probably doing rather well. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I don't know if you've seen our uh, uh, fantasy football league, but I am rock bottom, as I predicted. You are rock bottom. <laughs> you, are, you are the foundation stone, the very solidity on which um, the league is based. 61 out of 61. I can't believe yeah. it. Yeah. I told yes. you, I'm dreadful at these things. I, just, I don't even want to enter myself every year. I just think I should just <laughs> fucking leave it alone. Anyway. That's uh, a horrific image. Well, yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> that bit's going. Um, right, um, I suppose it's time to wrap up, really. Um, short but sweet. But as always, we love talking to you at Turfcast. Uh, yeah, well, this is probably fantastic. the third one we've done now, or maybe it's the fourth. Yeah, one. feelings mutual. It's always good to, to see you. And good to meet Pete as well, because obviously Pete, normally it's just Carlos and Justin, but Pete, it's good to actually get you on this time as well and meet you yeah, virtually. Yeah, I, I kind of wandered in and nobody's asked we me do, to leave. We do yet. allow him Trust out me, it'll sometimes. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do allow him out sometimes. We do, yeah. I'm in charge of chasing after he's ice cream been, vans. He's been think. a good boy, so he's allowed to speak to people. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and obviously, hopefully, we'll do this again when we're coming up to Turf Moor later on in the season as well. We'll catch up yeah, with you Yeah, and then. potentially in the playoff semis or final as well, by the look of it. If our predictions from the earlier podcast are all right, we're yeah. all confident that yeah. both teams are going to finish in the top six. It's just whereabouts in the top six. That's true. <laughs> it's very true. As I said to you in that podcast, that wouldn't bother me. Is if we're playing a certain other team that resides just up the M1 at Wembley, I would be most nervous and not looking forward to it. Unless we won, of course, in which case it'd be the best game ever, of course. But yeah, uh, yeah if you that lose that. That's not the one to lose. So yeah, let's no, not think about not that. One let's not think about that. Uh, no. Joe, I'd move. To, I'd move to Burnley if we lost. You'd move to Burnley if we lost. You'd be more game. than yeah. welcome, mate. You'd be yeah. more. There's an house. There's an house for sale over at Road. Actually, if you want to. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> cheapest chips up here, mate. Cheapest I know, chips up here. I know. Yeah, for what we two hundred and fifty k for a four bedroom house, detached garage, job lot. <sighs> See, wow. what am I doing? What, what is going there on? Go. There you go. There you go. A verbal videoed contract is uh, legally binding. <laughs> I think you'll find there. Good, good luck getting to just to confirm road. that wasn't my house. I gave away that was the house yeah. over the road. Yeah, I'm going to go right move now and see if I can look that up. Yeah, <laughs> it's been wonderful to talk to you again, Joe. Thank you very much for coming on. Do not scratch your eyes. Yeah, and um, yeah, we'll definitely catch up with you when we're coming up to. Definitely. Thanks for inviting me on again, guys. Nice one. Cheers, Joe. See you later. All the best, Joe. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. 
If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.